folks, this is the Biscuits and Gravy. I am Jason Kurtman. My co-host is right next to me, as you can see on the screen, all the way from Motown. It's Jim. Did I say I wanted fries with that? Nelson. Good day, Jim. How has things been in Motown? <clears throat> R-E-F-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. Second to me, second to me, second to me. Okay. I was not expecting that. No more Motown references at the beginning of the show. It is not going to happen. <laughs> it is not going to happen. Okay, so, well, uh, Jim, uh, let's see. <laughs> anyway, continuing right along, let's take care of... Uh, this is what you get for contributing to my lunacy. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, when lunacy goes around, what goes around comes around. I'm not contributing, I'm just sharing, right? So let's take care of the business real quick. Get it out of the way. Today's program is brought to you through the courtesy of the good folks at sudsysopery.com. Uh, check out our websites at ourfantasticwebsite.com, vintagebiscuits.com, thebigbasin.com, and enter to win a prize at bigbasincontest.com. Also, a leadingedgeradionetwork.com. Check out that station. We're played there every morning. They changed our hours on us this week, Jim. We're no longer at 7 a.m. every morning on the Leading Edge Radio Network. They have moved us to the 8 o'clock hour. I'm just fine with that. So, anyway, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You want to check out Chez's show, I'm sure... Uh, he won't be joining us probably tonight. I think there's a meeting in town, uh, a political meeting, um, which I used to go to those. Um, still would every now and then. I'm kind of a little, I got to tell you, I'm a little bit perplexed. I would go to the Otero County Conservative meetings, but they're, they have disbanded, kind of, and joined the Republican Party. And I have mixed feelings about this because as much as I used to love to call myself a Republican, par, uh, Republican n- not so much anymore i'd rather be referenced as a conservative you get where i'm coming from on that right yeah th- yes somebody said in one of the shows a couple of weeks ago that there's a big difference between being an american and being a democrat and the republican party's not too terribly far be behind that uh, well maybe they are quite a bit a ways but i'd rather be known as a conservative than a republican so but anyway you want to hear conservative and uh, republican rants and raves um his own personal opinion. I'm talking about Chez, Paul Sanchez, uh, though with those who show up to side every Saturday morning. Check him out. He's got a good show. Talks a lot. I mean, he, he can talk for an You think I talk a lot. Chez has got... <laughs> I got nothing on Chez. That man can talk. So, anyway. All right. Now, we're getting ready to go into... Uh, let's see. Let's get into the part of the show that everybody tunes in. Most of the time, we're down tonight, Jim. Our audience is slim. Yeah, I wonder why. Is there is there a holiday going it's, on I don't know about or something? It's worse than that. It's Slim Jim. It's Slim Jim. <laughs> yes. Oh man, do you like Slim Jims? Slim Jim. Every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you ever eat one of those pickled ones? A pickled Slim Jim or pickled no. meat stick? Those things are terrible. I'm not real. The only thing I'm big on pickle being pickled is pickles. That's all I really care for. I don't like those. I've tried the. I bought the pickled eggs one time. I thought, well, I like hard-boiled eggs, and I uh, I bought one in a gas station. And uh, now I know why they only sell them in gas stations. Pretty much. <laughs> Did you ever eat one of those things? I did. They're kind of kind of weird and rubbery. A whole different flavor. I mean, you think of something being pickled, it should taste like a pickle. Um, it doesn't. Right. It, be, uh, something pickled uh, is a different flavor than a pickle. Unless the pickle's pickled. 
I don't, I don't know. Does that make sense? I don't yeah. even know. So, yeah, I'm not real big on um, pickled eggs, but uh, I do like them boiled. I have had some good ones, but I haven't figured out yeah. how... I, I, it'd be cool if I could, like, get the good ones all the time, but I don't even I don't even remember where or, or what, so it's kind of difficult. Right. But I like the pickled bologna. Pickled bologna. I have good. not had that. Do you, do you get that in the grocery store or the gas station? Uh, you should get that in a grocery store. It'll come in a in a container about yay big. Okay. Right. And um, it's the like the ring bologna. Oh, they, they they're shaped like sausages, right? Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Okay. I think I've seen those, but I've never tried them. They have here in town pickled pork skins, and I just can't bring myself to try that yet. I might get a jar and show it on the show one night. I, if anybody's in the room. And has ever had pickled pork skins? Please let me know. I'd love to know what they taste like. Probably like pickled eggs, except with pork skin. I don't know. I just never could bring myself to try that. You you like pork skins? Yeah. 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 I, uh, yeah. I've had. You got the ones that they sell in the in the bags, and then there's a, a whole Filipino variety they call chicharrones. Okay. And and that actually has some meat on there. And they they dip it in this uh, they dip it in the sauce called uh, what was that? Uncle, Uncle Tomas. Uncle Uncle Tomas. Okay, all right. Um, I want to give a shout out to Diane Miller. She's in the room tonight. Thank you, Diane. Diane was will be up until tomorrow. One of my coworkers. Um, just some things going around at work, moving things around. So, um. Some of them are moving on to bigger and better things. And Rich Merrick's in the room. Good to see you there, Rich. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, pickled. I'm not real big on, on, on pickled stuff. It's time for, and we got three people in the room right now. We're going to move it on before we lose anybody else tonight. It is a slim picking night. We all got we got started on that because I said it's kind of slim, Jim. And we started talking about slim Jims and all that. So, uh, Jim, why don't... And now you're talking about Slim Pickens. Yeah, now it's yeah, Slim Pickens, who's uh the, the he was the actor. His brother's name was Easy Pickens. No joke. Wow. Yeah. So um Jim, I'll let you go with your quotes. What you, you got any quotes for the uh week? Well, I do. Let All me right. Get to my quotes here. All right. Jim and, is preparing um, the quotes. And then we got some great trivia. Great trivia. I worked real hard on this trivia. On my end, anyway. I don't know what Jim's got for me, because he hid it from me this week. Go ahead, Jim. Uh, not intentionally. It was... Accidentally uh, on purpose? Glory is... F no, not exactly. <laughs> it was... Uh, never mind. Okay. It, it, it'd take more to explain than what it's actually worth. Move right along, redheaded uh, Irishman. And I think... Move right along. Yeah. Napoleon Bonaparte said, Glory is fleeting, but obscurity is forever yeah um bertrand russell not a great person but he said uh the whole problem with the world is that fools and fanatics are always so certain of themselves and wiser people are so full of doubts oh very nice apparently i have lo we've lost the feed uh, victory goes to the player who makes the next to last mistake um chest chess master Savielli. Gregorievich Tartakower. Oh, nice. I'm not even making that up. No? Um, <laughs> um, 
don't be so humble. You're not that great of a. You're not that great. Okay. okay let's try this again. <laughs> don't, don't be, be so, so humble. <laughs> you are not that great to a visiting diplomat, Golda Meir. Okay. Um. Let's see here. I like that next. Oh, here one we go. There, yeah. Yeah. Um. His ignorance is encyclopedic. Abba Iban. Abba Iban. What kind of name is that? Who is that guy? I don't know. Okay. Pardon me, but I do not know. Perhaps I could call you for some tech support. Maybe. Maybe that could be. Um, General Patton said, if a man does his best, what else is there? Right. Charlton Heston. Here you go. Uh, political correctness is the t is tyranny with manners. Political correctness is Charlton Heston said that. Well, he died in two thousand eight. I was thinking that he died before that term political correctness was popular, but I guess not. Okay, that's interesting. Not, not according to these sources, at least. Okay, Jim, I'm going to do something different tonight. I'm going to let you go first on your trivia. Just because okay. I'm going to let you stump the chumpleberry. The chumpleberry. Yeah. I'll be your chumpleberry. That's right. We can't use that title okay. again because we did that last week. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I'll help you out here a little bit. Every single question is about superheroes. Okay. But uh, that said, they're not quite as easy as you might think. Okay. Uh, first off, what superhero was born with the curse of Kordax? Kordax. And, and, and I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out here tonight. I'm actually gonna give you multiple choice. Okay, I, I could use the multiple choice. Uh, yeah, that's 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 why I didn't put it on the. On Thank the you for that, Jim. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, what's uh, Ghost Rider, Captain Marvel, Aquaman, or Hawkman? The Curse of Kordax. Read, read the choices one more time. Ghost Rider, Kordax, Captain Marvel, Aquaman, or Hawkman? I'm, I'm going to say Hawkman because I've, he's the only one I haven't heard of, and Kordax is the only one I haven't heard of. So I'm just going to put those Strange, two together. Strangely enough, it was actually Aquaman. Oh, okay. Born of royal Atlantean blood, Aquaman, the infant prince of Orin, was abandoned for having blonde hair, which, according to Atlantean <laughs> myth, signifies the curse of Kordax. Okay. The child left for dead was rescued and raised by a lighthouse keeper before eventually discovering his royal heritage and reclaiming his birthright as king of Atlantis. Very next good. Question. Yes, next question, please. What supervillain was created by Emil Blonsky? Uh, I'm sorry. What supervillain was created when Emil Blonsky accidentally exposed himself to a concentrated burst of gamma rays? Abomination, By Beast, Doc Sampson, or The Leader? Well, I was going to say The Incredible Hulk. Jim, you've really stumped me on these because I've never heard of any of these. <laughs> I will pass. Okay, Abomination. A spy attempting to steal the research of Dr. Bruce Banner, 
Um, okay, I was going to guess the Incredible Hulk was somehow involved in there. Go ahead. Yeah, and... unlike the Hulk, he retained his intelligence and personality, but could not revert to human form. Uh, next question. What Chester Gould character made his first appearance in the Detroit Free Press on October 4th, 1931? Buck Rogers, Dick Tracy, Superman, or Flash Gordon? Read the first part of the question one more time. What Chester Gould character Chester Gould. made his first appearance in the Detroit Free Press on October 4th, 1931? I'm going to have to Rogers, well, Dick Tracy, Superman, or Flash Gordon? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give you two guesses. I'm going to say it's either one of the first two, Buck Rogers or Dick Tracy. Actually, it's Dick Tracy. Okay. Chester Gould's immortal Dick Tracy made his first appearance um, at that time and modeled after the innovative Sherlock Holmes. Dick Tracy introduced the world to new crime-fighting technologies such as the two-way wrist radio and the right. Angelus car that took the detective to the moon. Okay. All right. Ne next question. Next what question. superhero grew up on the planet Tamaran? And this one's almost not fair, because I don't think you're going to None get of these it. are fair. Um, <laughs> these are terrible. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, these are... Great? These, man, <laughs> I didn't know there were so many superheroes. Oh, goodness. Go watch... Go uh, check out The Secret Wars. It'll blow your mind. Yeah, well, they say uh, it takes one to know one. What's that say about me? Okay. <laughs> All right, go uh, ahead. Silver Surfer. Uh-huh. Starfire. Okay. Hawk Girl... Or Ultra Boy. I'm passing. I, yeah, I just I, I can't play with these. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Starfire grew up on Tamaran, the youngest daughter of the planet's rulers. Are, are you sure these and, aren't uh, like Japanese um, anime nope. superheroes? Okay. Nope. All right. I all promise. Right. I I don't know. I don't know everything about all of these, but I've heard of every one of them. Okay. <laughs> all um, right. This one should be a little bit easier. Yeah. Edwin Jarvis serves as butler to what super team? The Fantastic Four, the Justice League, the Teen Titans, or the Avengers? Edwin Jarvis. Uh, I'll say uh, the Justice League. Oh, you haven't watched any of the Avenger movies? <laughs> You're telling me I got this wrong. <laughs> I'm afraid so. Okay, Tony no, Stark, no. Iron Man... Right. First joined the Avengers, he offered his family mansion as the team's headquarters, and since that day, Jarvis, the Stark family butler, has maintained his residence in the mansion and served as butler to the Earth's mightiest superheroes. Okay. All right. Any more? Which Which of... Uh, I'm going to skip this one. Okay. Any more? Uh, yes. Okay. Um... Okay, this this should be something not really a softball, but okay. at least attainable. Okay. Um, who was the first costumed superhero? I'm going to say that would be the Superman. Oh, I'm sorry, you had multiple choice for me. Go ahead. Superman may not even be yeah, in that you, list. Go ahead. Uh, the Crimson Avenger. Uh huh. Superman, the Arrow, or the Phantom. Ooh, the Phantom was around a long time ago. 
I'm going to say it's either Superman or Phantom. I'll go with the Phantom. It was the Phantom. Uh, finally. The Phantom was the first fictional hero <laughs> to wear the skin-tight uniform, which has become the hallmark of comic book superheroes. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, here's one you ought, you ought to get. I ought to get. You, you want to get this next one. Okay. You want to get this next one. Okay. Who was Elvis Presley's favorite superhero? I'm uh, Batman, uh-huh. Silver Surfer, Captain Marvel Jr., or the Green Hornet. I want to say Captain Mar- Marvel Jr., but the Silver Surfer rings a bell. But I'm going to say Captain Marvel Jr. I'm almost positive on that. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. You are right. right. Elvis Presley loved reading the comic books as a boy, and his favorite hero it's- was, in fact... Captain Marvel Jr. The high collars on Captain Marvel Jr. is actually what inspired the jumpsuits of the 70s. Did you know that? No, I the, didn't. The Elvis Presley costume. But it costumes, says here yeah. that according, according to legend, it was this character that inspired his jet black hair with the curl hanging down in the middle of his forehead. That is true, too, but there's also another inspiration for that, at least the black jet hair, Tony oh. Curtis. He thought he would look like Tony Curtis if he dyed his hair black. All right. Is that it, Jim, or do you have another one for me? Because um, I'm itching. I'm really itching. <laughs> uh, what year was the first modern comic book printed? The first modern? Well, 1933. 33? 1917. 17. 1938? 38. Or 1933. Interesting. Okay. And last last question. Uh-huh. Who was or who is now you have to be you have to have watched some TV recently. Okay. Well, um that I have not done. One that's in the theaters right now. Yeah. Who is Luke Cage's best friend and longtime partner in crime fighting? Fat Albert. No, I don't no. know. Luke Cage? Iron Fist. Okay. Iron Fist, Daredevil, Human Torch, or Doctor Strange? I'll go with Daredevil. Uh, it's actually Iron Fist. They're okay. advertising it on television right now. Okay. All right. Well, I did not know that. And there okay. you go. All right. I'm you, done. You have stumped the Chumpleberry quite a bit tonight. All right. Now I've got some good ones for you. How many time zones are are used in Canada? How many time zones are used in Canada? What do you think, Jim? He's counting on his fingers. Take your shoe off if you have to. I'm going to say... What do you think? I'm going to go with four. Four. Very good guess. You're two off. It's six. Okay. Here's another another good one. Who published President Grant's memoirs and later presented his widow for a royalty check of $200,000? Who published President Grant's memoirs and later presented his widow for a royalty check of two hundred thousand dollars? Hmm. I'll I'll give you a big hint. Okay. The number two 
in 2000 might have been a part of this gentleman's name. Are you thinking deeply? The question again, once again, who published President Grant's memoirs and later presented his widow for a royalty check of $200,000? The number two, which is a part of 200000 is also a part of this gentleman's name. Jim, do you give it up? I do. He gives it up, folks. Mark Twain. Oh, for sake. Now, you see where I was yeah. going with the two? Okay, here we go. I see where you're going with the two. A little back more in your home territory. Who is known as the Motor City Madman? And no, it is not Joe That Guy Martin. Who is known as the Motor City Madman? That would be Ted Newton. You got it. Uncle Ted. Yes, that's his other. Okay, here's another one. This gentleman the was... The Whackmaster. The Whackmaster. <laughs> yeah. This gentleman was born on October 4... I'm sorry, February 4th, 1902. His nickname was the Lone Eagle. What was his name? Born in Detroit on February 4th, 1902. He was the Lone Eagle. Oh, two. Yeah. Very famous oh, mailman. Uh, oh, oh. Go ahead. Are you talking about, uh, are you talking, hang on, Captain Kangaroo? <laughs> Way off. Way off. Okay. Uh, yeah. He was also known to be very lucky. Very lucky. Born in Detroit, the Lone Eagle, a very famous mailman. He was even a colonel. Are you getting there? Yep. Colonel... All right, I think Noah. I, I, okay. You, you ready? Do you give, Jim? I give. Okay, Lucky Colonel Charles Lindbergh. There you go, Lucky Lindy. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. Here's another one. When did? When was the first time in recorded history that the Mississippi River flowed backwards? It did so for three days. Can you think of that one? You probably, That might be a little tough. I've heard of it. Yeah? I've heard of it, but I I can't guess. Okay, well, I'll give you uh, the third time. I remember time, hearing something about this. I know the third time that it flowed backwards was when uh, um, the Hurricane Katrina hit. The first time in recorded history was um, in 1812, the New Madrid earthquake. Uh, which is due for another uh, earthquake. And they say if it hits, it's going to be extremely one, uh, devastating. One of the biggest natural disasters we have or may ever have, with the exception when Yellowstone Park explodes. They, you, You've heard about that, yeah, right? Which yeah, which is supposed to... Yeah, that's... That we're due. Yeah. Uh, well, um, we're, we're particularly due more so on the New Madrid earthquake. Um they say that that's more likely to happen in our lifetime than the Yellowstone Park. More likely, not not that it's not likely, just more likely. So yeah, the Mississippi River flowed backwards for three days in 1812 due to the New Madrid earthquake. I remember my grandfather telling me about that. All right, here's a good one for you, Jim. What is the tallest memorial in the United States? It's also the tallest stainless steel monument in the world. The height is 630 feet tall, as is the width, the same width, 630 feet. Do you have any idea what that might be? He's thinking. 630 feet tall. Yep. Um, and it's stainless steel. Yep. 
it's a memorial or monument the tallest monument uh, the tallest stainless steel monument in the world uh is that the go on it's on the oh in the world well it's the tallest in the world that doesn't mean it's not in the united states but it doesn't mean it is but it doesn't Actually, mean it you doesn't. said it is in the United States. Yeah. Is that the um, is that the memorial to Crazy Horse? No. Nope. Good guess though. But that's that's rock, isn't it? Oh. That's rock. Yeah. Yeah. You, I'll give is you that going to be the uh, ground ground zero? No. Nope. I think it's okay. I think it's time we move along, Jim. Unless you want to venture another guess, that's entirely up to you. No, no. I'll give you one final hint. No, no. I'll I'll be dr- riding neath it in the very near future. Within a matter of days, I will have this thing in eyeshot. I don't have your itinerary. <laughs> I'm going on vacation, Jim. That I didn't tell you that. At all. Yeah, well, where am I going to? <laughs> where am I going on vacation? I don't know. Come on, where's my family? It's the St. Louis Arch. Sure oh, is. Oh, I didn't know that was... And, I didn't know that was a memorial. Yep, sure is. It's the Jeff- they, Some of them call it the Jefferson Memorial because it commemorates uh, the uh, Lewis and Clark Expedition, the Gateway to the West. Real quick, I, I've been meaning to okay. shout this out. I want to say hi to Summer. She's in the chat room. She's asked several minutes ago if we're live now, and yes, we are. So thank you. All right. So uh, let's see. Got another one for you, Jim. What year was St. Louis home to the World's Fair? What year? Um, I'm gonna just wild flying guess. Okay. Uh, nineteen. Was it nineteen sixty-nine? No. Way off. Okay. Um, at the okay. Oh, let me give you some hints, some things that were demonstrated there. Um, the the I believe the telephone, uh, the electric telephone was one of the things demonstrated there. The ice cream cone was, according to legend, invented there. Um, there, let me see. I'm trying to remember a few other things. Geronimo was present. Uh, the St. Louis Zoo was built for the 1904 World's Fair. I just gave you the answer. Doggone it. Did you see what I just did? No, I missed it. Okay, good. He missed it, folks, so don't tell him. Aunt Loretta says 1928, but no, I just did give the, give the answer away. I'm glad you missed that. Okay. Um, I was I was thinking, like, what, like 19... The the, the phrase... An ap- and Yeah, you said 1969. Do you have was, another date in mind? Yeah. Yeah. Well, with Geronimo being there, yeah, we've got to be a lot earlier than that. Oh, I'm yeah. somewhere around World War One. Oh, way the before 19, that. Oh, okay. Then I would have been wrong, anyways. Okay. I was going to guess like nineteen seventeen. You're you're getting closer. You're getting closer. Um, the the phrase "an apple a day keeps the doctor away" was coined by one of the the guest speakers at the World's Fair. There, uh, I can't remember his name. He was a famous fruit. I guess, for lack of a better word, I'll call him a fruitologist. I don't think that's the right, right name a fruit, for it. A fruititarian? A fruititarian, yeah. It's like a Presbyterian, except they have vegetables at their potluck. Fruity. I don't know. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give it now, Jim. Are you ready? Here it is. 1904. I did yes, say it. Is. Wanna... Okay. Last and final. No, I got two more for you. What was the name of General Robert E. Lee's horse? 
so Jim, the next question is, what is the name of General Robert E. Lee's horse? Do you remember that? Do you remember that from your history class? Do you remember um, the name of sure Rob- it was Go ahead. It wasn't Silver. It wasn't Scout. <laughs> nope. Uh, I don't know. It was Traveler, the Gray Mare. Traveler, oh, the gray horse. no, I, I do you remember, remember that. that. You're yeah. right. Yep. Okay, Rich is in the room back. Okay, awesome. Glad. Folks, I am so sorry that uh, we keep dropping out. I don't know why we keep doing that. Uh, I thought I had the problem fixed last week after the last show because I looked down and my Wi-Fi internet cable was completely out. So it, it, not the Wi-Fi, but the, the hardwire. So I plugged it back in. I thought that would keep us from dropping off, but apparently it didn't. So we will be doing a research on another video platform if we can. If not, we may just do the audio, although I know we, uh, we, you know, we get more listeners when we do the video. Makes it a little more funner. Here's the next question, Jim, and I know you'll get this. Uh, what is a Boston cooler? This is the part I know you'll get what it is, but how did it get its name? Oh. How did um, the Boston... What is the Boston cooler? You know what the Boston cooler is. I do know what the Boston cooler yeah. is. What is it, Jim? Uh, Tell me what it Boston is. Boston cooler, it's, it's, uh, it's like a root beer float, except instead of root beer, it is with... Uh, Werner's ginger ale. Good stuff, too. Great stuff. They actually sell Werner's here in New Mexico now. Did you know that? Yeah. No, I didn't. You can't do a thumbs up on radio. I know know this is video, but this is going on the podcast, so you can't do that, you know? Right. Unless you do like... Thumbs up. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Um, So how did it get its name? That's a good question. I'm going to guess... Yeah, I'm going to guess... Mm-hmm. World's Fair occurred in uh, Boston at some point? Well, that's a very good guess, but the answer is no. It was named after Boston Boulevard in central Detroit and the surrounding historic area because that is where Henry Ford and Barry Gordy lived. The two I don't think ever met. You know who Barry Gordy is, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know I know the name. Uh, Barry Gordy. Barry Gordy, he was a radio guy. Well, kind of. I mean, he had to do with a lot of things that got played on the radio. So, yeah, you might say that. Barry Gordy was the father of... I used this word earlier in the show. Oh, goodness. He had a... He used a lot of words earlier in the show. That's true. You got me there. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Um, He's the guy that founded Motown Records. Barry Gordy. Oh. Barry Gordy. Oh, oh, oh. man, Gordy's son. Okay, well, um, Jim, I didn't even give my quotes, did I? I didn't. Okay. Well, no, you did not. I'll run through these real quick. Uh, when the shooting starts, would you rather be armed or legal? Cormac McCarthy wrote that in the book called The The Road. Hmm. Okay. Uh, armed. Yep. Okay. I have a very... Oh, that wasn't a trivia that was a quote. That was a quote, yeah. No, we're done with the trivia, Jim. <laughs> we're done with the trivia. Okay, here's your next one. Uh, Clint Eastwood said, I have a very strict gun control policy. If there's a gun around, I want to be in control of it. I, I get where he's coming from, absolutely. Guy by the name of Robert A. Heinlein. I don't know who that is. He said, there, there are no dangerous weapons. There are only dangerous men. That's true, too. 
G.K. Chesterton said the true soldier fights not because he hates what's in front of him, but because he loves what's behind him. I really like that one. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Lynn Givens wrote, I do not carry a pistol so that I can impose my will on someone else. I carry a pistol so someone else cannot impose their will on me. I like that one, too. Aaron Zellman. Any politician who won't trust you with the weapon of your choice clearly cannot be trusted with the power he desires over your life. True. Lieutenant Colonel Jeff Cooper. I know you're very familiar with him. Uh, an unarmed man can only flee from evil, but evil is not overcome by fleeing from it. Good quote, too. Last quote yep. from me comes from an unknown source. With guns in the hands of the public, sure, there will be tragedies, but without them, there will be genocides. Point, I like it. Or at least attempted genocides. I brought up the point last... That from what I understand, the definition of genocide is to eradicate, to eliminate a race... Uh, by killing them, and uh, at least uh, in modern times, I'll, I'll, to my knowledge, this has never taken place. There's been plenty of attempts of it, uh, but none that I know of that have been successful. We brought that up in last week's show. All right, well, Jim, what what's going on in your world today? What'd you do? Oh goodness! You got your black belt. Everything's. Going you got on. what's your beverage of I choice my... tonight? You still drinking milk in a dirty glass? What are you drinking? Are you drinking anything? I see that blue Tupperware cup. Water. Water. That You know, that's funny, because that's what I'm drinking, too. Water. Yep. Good stuff. Well, what else we got going on? I'm, uh, what do you, you got plans for this weekend? Let me ask you that. What are your plans? Uh, you can, more of, well. More of the same thing I you plan did. to take over the world. Oh. Wait, you sound dun, like pinky dun, dun, in the dun, brain. Dun. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm going to do a little shooting. I'm hope, hoping to do a little shooting this weekend. Um, I've got to set up my home office a little bit more. Um, and what else am I going to do? i got to produce a few shows, just have some general fun. But, uh, yeah, I'm planning on going shooting. I've got a Ruger 1022. I want to uh, set the sights on it a little bit better and uh, have a little fun with that. And oh, I've no, that's, yeah. that's a good gun. Yep. I actually got, a few years back, I got a... Uh, a Ruger Charger, which is a pistol version of the Ruger 10-22. Oh, okay. I yeah. got it because of its because the Ruger 10-22 has so many aftermarket parts. They have and, a and lot. Mine right now, it looks like I mugged a stormtrooper. Well, I got to tell it you, it's so cool. One of the aftermarket stocks for the Ruger 10-22 will convert your 10-22 into a Tommy gun, not fully automatic, of course, but the same body style. And, wait, wait, uh, wait. Yeah. You cut, you're, you're cutting in and out. Okay. And and all I caught was something about converting my 1022 into a Tommy gun. Yep. And I was really interested in that. Yeah. They they make a 1022 conversion kit or a, an aftermarket stock that will convert a, a rifle, the rifled 1022, into a uh, Thompson, you know, submachine gun style. Even though it's not fully automatic, it's still semi automatic. You can't really change that. So, so. Anyway, yep. I like it. Yep, I actually held now, one in my hands. The, uh, does it have the pistol foregrip, or does it have the? You can get them with the either or. Rifle foregrip. You, you, yeah, you. Oh, it's nice. got the pistol. The one I saw had the pistol grip, and it had a drum magazine. Um, so it it was really nice. It felt felt really good. So, uh, yeah. 
Blaming all the problems on the wind, weird things happening with your feed, Rich Merrick says. And, and let me tell you, Rich, I hope you can hear this. I rode my motorcycle to work this morning. We've had wind gusts. Uh, at one point, I checked them. They were almost, and they probably went over 40 miles an hour. That's not fun on a motorcycle. And the sad thing is we had a potluck work at, at dinner, uh, at lunch today at work, so I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to ride home, get my meat out of the smoker for the potluck, and then get my truck because I'll be much safer in the truck. Well, I got home, and I realized, much to my dismay, that I had left my truck keys at work. So I had to ride my motorcycle in that wind back, and then back again after I got off work at 5. It is the worst wind I have ever ridden in. It, it's terrible. I mean, it, if you're not, you got to really have a strong grip on those handlebars because it'll knock you into the next lane over. Have you ever, have you ever ridden a bicycle? I know you you don't really ride by motorbikes, but have you ever ridden a bicycle in a strong wind, just trying to get somewhere? Oh yeah, not fun, not fun. I'm I wouldn't be surprised to hear about some. We had a lot of wind up here, um, a week or two ago. We had some really really bad wind, uh -huh. and of course I drive a minivan, so it's like driving a piece of plywood um through the wind yeah yeah and and it was particularly bad we had all kinds of power outages from it and everything well i read a message from uh uh greg martin of the the ceo of the leading edge uh, radio network and apparently they're in the houston area or the Dallas area, I should say. I said Houston because that's what I've been working on here lately. The Dallas area, they've had a lot of high winds there as well. Um, so, um, man, it's just not not good. When you live here in the de desert, too, we had a lot of high winds. The sand got kicked up uh, so much, uh, sand and dirt and everything else, you could not even see the mountain ranges, uh, which are literally less than a, than a mile away from where I was working. Uh, I call this place in certain times of the year in certain weather conditions the Tularosa Triangle, um, just simply for the fact that things will disappear right in front of your eyes under certain we weather conditions. It's really uncanny, really is. So, add a flag to the back of your bike; it gets even more fun. I'll take your word for it, Rich. Yeah, I'll bet it does. Maybe I ought to add one of those parasols to the back of it and see where where I land. So, crazy stuff. What do you think, Jim? Um, uh, you, you're kind of a, a history buff like I am. You know these these old Nazi war criminals. Um, they're they're still catching a few of them every now and then. Have Have you heard about hmm. this? There's a 98 year old uh, man facing arrest right now. Um from the United States. He came to the United States in 1949. He's been living in Minnesota ever since. But now Polish prosecutors are trying to extradite him. Uh, yeah. I get it. I mean, I mean, I really do. I mean, the guy's 98 years old. He'll probably, if he hasn't died already, he'll, he'll, you know, he won't, he's not long for this world. Um, I don't have a problem with this. We need to, you know, let people know that no matter what the crime is, you know, something this serious you know, there's things that just aren't excusable by age or by by place of birth or whatever. You know, because we talked about this last week, that uh, having children's not a get-out-of-jail card-free. We talked about that in previous. But I will bring right. something up. Let me switch subjects on that a little bit, Jim. I read this week uh, right. about a man in his 30s who is an illegal immigrant, and he's afraid 
that he is going to get deported. When I first read this, yeah, you should be deported, no problem. Then I found out that his parents brought him here illegally when he was like five years old. And he doesn't speak Spanish. He has no memory of living in Mexico. And I got to tell you, I understand the legalities of it. I know that's what's right is right, what's wrong is wrong, what's legal is legal, and what's illegal is illegal. But I can't help but have a little bit of sympathy for somebody. His case was this. Look, I understand, but I've never, I really have never lived in this country. I don't speak the language. I don't know the culture. And you want to put me in a strange place? It'd be, it'd be like taking somebody and throwing them into the twilight zone as far as their culture and, and language goes. And I do have a little bit of sympathy for somebody like that who's lived here for 24 years and has no memory of living in that country. Your thoughts? That's a tough one, isn't it? Well, can you cut? Cutting in and out again? You, you're you're cutting, cutting out and digitizing really hard. Okay. It's got to be the wind tonight, folks. It really is. So, uh, what I what I gathered is you were asking me my opinion of that. Yeah. Um, my thought my thought is that uh, no, somebody like that does deserve some mercy. Um, they're an innocent victim of circumstances, and I'd have to think that uh, under something like that, you ought to be able to have uh, some some leadership somebody in the, the legal system that says, you know what, this is, an ex this is an extremely extenuating set of circumstances. Let this, let's keep bumping this up high enough that we, we get it to somebody who can make a decision on it, even if it has to be the president and say, no, no, no. Absolutely. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to give this guy a, uh, a pass on this because, uh, he, he was innocent. His parents did this. Um, he's been here his entire life he has no memory of his country of origin it would be completely unjust particularly if he's a law-abiding citizen uh paying his taxes and just trying to live his life uh, yeah. citizen being the wrong phrase but you get you get where i'm i'm going and, and my whole point about bringing this up is that the liberals would paint us conservatives as heartless people and that's just not the case that is not the case however for the other circumstances, the normal everyday run of the mill on why we need to deport illegal immigrants, especially those who are criminals, um, has everything to do with heart uh, because I want my children to grow up in a safe country. So you got one extreme to the other right. there. And um, we just, you know, what it boils down to is just common sense overall. So anyway, that's that's my well, thought on that. You mentioned, yeah. you mentioned extremes. That uh -huh. running running somebody else's argument to the, its logical extreme is um it, it's an old trope sure this is this is how you conquer the opposition you you take you take their argument run it to its logical extreme and say well if you had your way then right this would yeah and it's um it it actually came from a, a greek by the name of zeno um zeno the was, greek that was he was a wrestler was, no yeah zeno's okay. zeno's razor you know the At Greek? any rate, was he a wrestler but, but or was the, he? Um, yeah, okay. No, sorry. No, no wrestler. No. <laughs> you know I do that every now and then. Okay. Anyway, well, I'm, over, I'm over here like the like uh, uh, who the, was the mailman? Cliff Clavin. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm over here like Cliff Clavin. It's like, well, the ancient Greeks Z used to think that. Yeah, the leader was Zeno. Okay. Anyway, I. 
apologize for that rabbit trail. Did you have something to expand on there, Jim? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. You digitized a little bit. I missed what you said. I'm digitizing. I'm pixelating. That's it. Yeah, it's kind of a Picasso effect. Max Headroom. There, you remember him, Max Headroom. Max Max Headroom. Yeah, room, room. Yep. Okay. Well, let's just move on to a different story then. Here's a good one. Moving on. Yeah. Right. Boy, I'll tell you what. The University of Arizona students must feel like they're in kindergarten right now. They've got a new handbook out that says if you're offended by something, use the word "ouch." And if you hear the word due to something you said, you're supposed to respond with the word oops. It's to let them know gently you've been hurt and to let them know that you've been, you're apologizing. That's the new protocol at the Arizona State University. Are we in kindergarten again? Where are the colors? Can I have the chocolate milk today, this afternoon? And, you know, this is crazy. I I I want some giant crayons. I know Rich Merrick's comment is awesome, isn't it? Yeah, start the Star Trek transporter is malfunctioning. That's right. I don't think all my <laughs> atoms are going to be able to assimilate back in the proper order. Ugh. So, yeah, what do you think about this? You, this sounds like something you'd tell a three-year-old. It's ridiculous. S- say, ouch and oops. I, you know, some things we just can't. We can't expand on them because there's not, they're, they're so stupid that, you know, what do you got? You, you can't. You can't you argue just, with somebody that has three tenths of an IQ point. So, Muslims in yeah, hashtag, uh, hashtag no words. Yeah, right. Oh, that's a good one. I, my favorite one is hashtag NOI, which is an acronym for Nation of Idiots. Uh, but anyway, uh, here's another good story. I, I guess, for lack of a better word, good story. Um, Yes, Rich's Puppy Dogs and Coloring Books. That's right. Don't get me started on the coloring books. I got in a fight over that one time. Um, <clears throat> the Muslim uh, students in, uh, th- this is like a grade school or something, are threatening their teachers in Australia to behead them. You know, anybody else, well, first of all, nobody else would say that. Not even as a joke. Say, grade say school, that again? Grade school students in Australia, uh, in one certain school, are threatening to behead their teachers when they get angry with them. One teacher has even quit. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, it's on now. Yeah. This is Australia. I've always had a fondness for Australia. and I've always had a fondness for Germany and Europe, too. But the way that they have let their countries be infiltrated um, and and be invaded by people who who do not love their culture, their heritage, or their people... Um, I, I, I don't have the love for them that I used to because they let that, that happen to themselves. That's, that's my opinion. No, I'll tell you what. Somebody says something, something like that to me. There, there's only two things I can do. One is think they're, think you're ridiculous. Right. Two, take you seriously. Right. Pick one. Right. Because if I take you seriously... I'm not giving I I've, I've been put in the situation where I've been threatened. And in in the last my last appeal to the the humanity of uh of somebody who's threatening me is to say please stop you're scaring me. Right. 
That's the most that's the most frightening thing anybody will ever hear me say to somebody because they're they're a moment away from leaving this world. Yeah. Well, here's another thing that gets me. There's a school in Texas that has set aside a school, a I'm sorry, set aside a room in the public school so that Muslims don't have to go home during their prayer time. This is specifically for Muslims only, from what I understand, uh, for them to... Uh, now, you couldn't do that. If a Christian decided to set aside time or a place for prayers, they can't do that. Oh, no. No. In fact, I remember stories years ago where they wanted to have a Bible study in a public school, mm-hmm. and it was, a, it was a Bible study that was run by Christians. The school didn't have to be uh, involved in it at all, and... Um, and it was it was simply ran by the students, and oh no, we can't have that. We can't have that. Okay, what do you call this? Yep. Well, apparently the uh, attorney general in Texas is investigating this further to see, first of all, if if some laws have been violated. Um, I don't have a problem. Here's my thing: you you want to have the Muslim prayer room? That's fine, but you better make sure that same liberty is afforded to others who are non-Muslims. Um, I'll go a step further. Yeah. And, and, just, and just to be fair, let's go ahead and enact this policy for all of the rooms that are going to be used. Um, let's, let's have somebody on a security team that does the sweep of the, of the Muslim prayer room. Right. Because, it, because you've, got to, you've got to be able to have that place secure um, and it's like, okay, fine. Here's the difference. Um, let's let's do that to the Christians as well. I don't have a problem with that right. because the Christians aren't the ones that are running around threatening to uh, to blow anybody up. Well, so y- you you want to ch- you want to check out our, our our prayer room? Go ahead, come on, check it out because it's going to take you two seconds, and you're gonna you're gonna be down d- down to the next room where you need to be. Right. Because. You know- there's only, there's only one religion that's threatening to, to kill anybody. Two twi- Twice this week I've read posts by young people who are millennials, one of them was in another country, that made the comment that Nazis eradicated the Jews in the name of Christianity. And um, I mean, my brother were talking about this a little bit tonight. Um, they might have had some alignment with Catholicism. Uh, and uh, my apologies... Sincere apologies to anybody who's offended at what I'm about to say now. There could be some valid points brought up that Catholicism is not necessarily the same thing as Christianity. And I don't mean that in a, in a slamming offensive sort of way. I mean that in a doctrinal standard sort of way. Uh, what I consider to be Christianity and, and what, uh, Catholicism is. There is a, a major, major difference. In, well, I guess you could call it the Protestants or whatever, but I'm not even going to touch on that. Um, but to say that the Nazis uh, were were eradicating Jews in the name of Christianity, that is another, you know, that, to me, that sounds like a lie from a liberal university. Um, but anyway. Oh, it is. Particularly yeah. when you consider that the, that the way, and, and we can take it off of, off of any alignment or insults to, to Catholics, um, the way that not only not only um, Adolf Hitler, but also Joseph Stalin um, justified their political moves yeah, was because of their admiration for 
Charles Darwin. When you look at the original copies of, of Darwin's Origin of Species, the original title was The Origin of Species and of Race. Right. Yep. Let that one sink in for a second. It was it was an atheistic viewpoint that justified genocide, not a Christian one. Right. Right. Now now it may it may be that the Catholics actually originated um uh, uh, replacement theology, right. not the Protestants. However, they weren't going about killing anybody. Again, yeah. this came off of this is this came off of the atheistic viewpoint uh, of Charles Darwin. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. That was the justification that that Hitler and Stalin took. Right. Yep. Jim, I we we were getting close to the end of the hour. Um, so I want to get into right. some things on the gravy page here real quick. Um, let's see. We already did the good deed of the day. Uh, oh, I want to talk, talk to you about it again and, and check last week's blog. This app that Joe has made, Historical Points of Interest, is unbelievable. It's one of my favorite apps on my iPhone. You really ought to check that out. There is a link. I'll put it up one more time uh, on the next blog. Uh, or you can search the Google Play Store. Historical points of interest, just put that in, uh, I start to say parentheses, quotation marks. That's it. Here's a, uh, let's, thanks to Joe, that guy, Martin, we've got a few segments we'll cover here real quick. Strange fact. Guess what I have as the strange fact of the week? This is unbelievable. Shaq O'Neal, the basketball player. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yep. He recently came out and said, and this is a college educated man a law enforcement officer, at least he was in the past, that he believes that the Earth is flat. He said there's no way you can convince him that China is beneath him or on the other side of the world. He said that the Earth is flat. Wow. Yeah. Here's here's another an NOI. What was, the, what was the hashtag you had um, that you said? Well, no, no words. No, no words, yeah. Oh, here's some here's some good stuff here, Jim. Fin, uh, strange laws. The country of Finland. Taxi drivers must pay royalty fees if they play music on the radio or CDs in their cars with with uh, pay with paying customers inside the car. The taxi drivers they have to pay like like here it would be BMI fees and such like that. That's why I don't play music on the big basin. Because I would have to pay fees, and I can't, I don't want to do that right now. But yeah, if you're a taxi driver, tactical you, facepalm. Yeah, right. The regular yeah. kind just doesn't. Cut yep. It. You know there there are some rules and regulations in that field that if you own a restaurant, you cannot play the radio if your restaurant has so many square footage and contains so many people unless you pay a, a BMI or see uh, uh, the other licensing fees. I know it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Stupidity should be painful. Yep. Here's another. Yeah, stu I like that. Stupidity should be painful. It is for the rest of us. It should be. Anyway, <laughs> here's another strange right. law. In Cambodia, water guns may not be used in New Year's celebrations. I don't know where that's coming from. I don't know. Anyway. All right. Well, Jim, what are you going to do next week? You're going back to work. I'm getting ready. I I'll just I kind of know what you're doing because we talk day in and day out, right? Just about. Right. 
Or, or so, well, I start to say so it seems. About every other day, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm getting ready to go to St. Louis, uh, visit with my family. Um, don't be surprised if you're listening and you get a phone call from me next week. Um, I'll be on the Michael Shinneberry show next week for our annual April Fool's Day special. Last year I didn't do this, but the year before I did, I played a practical joke on my brother Zach. I know he's listening. I used a soundboard uh, for um, phrases and words from Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers. Hello, you know, that guy. Um, the guy that would change his shoes and his sweaters and feed the fish. Um, so I did a soundboard times. with him and got my brother angry and was able to keep him on the phone for about two and a half, three minutes. Um, I'm not going to do that this year. I'm, I'm going to do, I've got something in mind that I'm going to do. If that doesn't work out, I'll, I'll, I'll probably do something else. But I'm going to prank call somebody uh, for the Mike Shinneberry show. So that's my plan. So anyway, if anybody has any suggestions... Uh, or any schemes that you want to, if you want me to prank like your spouse <clears throat> or uh, somebody you know or love, uh, I would be glad to do that. Just, you know, just tell me who they are, their phone number, and it, I, maybe I can come up with something to prank them with, or maybe you, you've got something in mind, something that they did recently. I'd be glad to do that. So we'll have a lot of fun with that. That is for sure. So let's see. Uh, Jim, I think that pretty much covers it for the rest of the show um i will say this i hope you all have a fantastic week and uh do something nice for somebody um and that, that's it jim that's i think that's all i've got i will leave you with the last word sir before we get kicked off again <laughs> right please turn on your amber alerts the life you save may be someone that you care for Thank you all for joining us, and have a wonderful day. The show is now deceased. Over. Kaput. Gone.